What is up, guys? Welcome back to First Class Football. I'm here, as always, with uh, Dylan and Trey. You boys want to say what's up? What's up, guys? What's up? Yeah, so today, um, in my opinion, this is the best episode of the year. We're going to be talking about um, our My Guys, five players each who we are higher on than um, consensus ADP and want to tie our name to uh, those players. So before that, we're going to break down some news as well as a little bit of buy or sell and in addition, um, talk about our segment two weeks ago, um, one player each from our bus list who we may potentially be rising on after preseason and the season kicking off right around the corner. So I'm going to pass the reins to Dylan to break down um, the news that's been going on around the league the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll start it off with the oldest piece of news that we have here, which is uh, Dobbins tearing his ACL. Huge blow to fantasy owners that had him and Ravens fans because he's a great player and would have had a big involvement in the offense this year. But huge news for uh, Gus Edwards owners like myself and Gavin. He's going to have a good solid year and will be a solid to good RB2 if he uh, is the leading back all season. And then the next piece is uh, the Eagles trading for Gardner Minshew. And that kind of shocked me. Because and but and it didn't at the same time because I don't think they're very high on Hertz now, even though they drafted him in the second round last year, and he played decent like he showed flashes of potential at times, but he was inconsistent a little bit. But I think he uh, would have been very valuable in fantasy this year. But if he doesn't start off well, Minshew's gonna get the reins because I mean he showed he can play and probably should have won Rookie of the Year a couple years ago and got robbed of that. Yeah, this is definitely um, why I've been a little lower than consensus on Hurts this year, just for the fact that um, we saw it earlier in the offseason, them trying to acquire Watson and then potential still trying to do it. Um, They went out and got Minshew. I just feel like this front office and this coaching staff um, aren't very confident in um, Hurts and what they have there. I think Hurts could be a great player, but... I mean, it's pretty clear that this team is hesitant with it. So um, what's the final piece of news, Dylan? Uh, I was going to add one more thing to that. I was going to say I, w- I feel bad for Minshew. I would like to have seen him gone to like the Washington football team or somebody with like a good defense like that, not a team that's completely rebuilding and has no future right now. But anyways, uh, the next piece is uh, the Patriots just released Cam Newton, which uh, everybody knows now that uh, Mac Jones is going to be starting at, for the Patriots which is actually, I think, huge for a lot of uh, other fantasy players on the Patriots offense or, like, players fantasy-wise. Like, Damian Harris is going to look better. James White will look better. I think the tight ends will improve. And I also think Jacoby Myers and Aguilar will probably look better, too. With I mean, I I liked Cam this year. I thought he was going to have a good bounce-back year. I said that last year, but I thought this year would be the legit year because they finally got pieces around him. They're going to have a good old line and a better defense, but uh, they like Mac. They like those slow white quarterbacks that are don't have huge arms, but they're accurate and are smart with the football. So that's what they're rolling with. And it could be – I mean, Cam could end up somewhere else. We never know. I feel like he'll get a good backup role somewhere like Dallas or um, Miami, some, somewhere like that that were like they're a good team. But – if their quarterback were to go down, they'd be in absolute shambles. So that's that's how I feel about it. But pretty pretty big news there. All right, yeah. Um, we are going to jump into a little bit of buy or sell, briefly uh, go over this. We got two parts um, to the buy or sell. The first part is uh, buy or sell, Dylan and Trey. Melvin Gordon outscores Javante Williams throughout the season. So uh, I mean, total I, points. I buy that. You buy it? Why? I, I'm kind of high on Melvin Gordon, honestly. He had a good year last year, in my opinion. Obviously, he wasn't a 1,000-yard rush or anything. But he was still a guy that could be a flex play consistently. And it gave those points and stuff. He averaged, I don't, off the top of my head, don't remember the exact, like, per yard, average, like, average carries per yard. I Per yards per carry, whatever it is. Is like high four. I think it's like four point seven, four point eight, which is obviously very efficient. Right. He scored good amount of touchdowns. And I think this team will be better with Teddy Bridgewater as they kind of moving the ball down the field, which could 
possibly help him leading more into, you know, getting more touchdowns. And he's a proven running back in the league. And I don't think Williams is going to overtake him for no reason, like a lot of people kind of think. Dylan, what about you? I think my I kind of started rising on Williams, but I think I'll probably have to. You say by Gordon, or is it Gordon or Williams is the one who's going to be the leading back? Gordon. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that. I think because I I mean, Gordon didn't have like eye popping numbers last year, but they were their passing was just so bad that they kind of just stacked the box the whole time. So I mean, he really couldn't do much, but he did have good games. And he was a phenomenal player on the Chargers, and they never really had O-lines, but they had a good passing attack. So I feel like what Trey said, I don't think they're going to be, like like he said, moving the ball downfield. I don't think he means, like, in a sense they're going to be shooting deep, but the offense, the ball will be moving downfield. It'll be slower than it would have been with Locke, but they're going to – Judy's going to be getting work. Fant will get his work. Um, Patrick and Hammer, Hammer will look good, and Sutton even too, so – I don't think the box will get stacked on him. I think he'll have a good year, and he's a great red zone back, too. He f- always has the nose for the end zone. Yeah, all the talks out of uh, training camp and whatnot for the Broncos is the fact that um, probably three or four weeks ago, people were rising on Javante Williams saying he looks like the lead back, but we also have to keep in mind Gordon was injured at that point. Um, and then Gordon came back a few weeks ago. He took over the one spot right away. Um, looks like the clear-cut number one back in that offense. Um, I think they're both going to be fantasy relevant, but I do have Gordon outscoring him total on the year. I think he's going to start out actually very hot. Um, he's going at a very good place in fantasy drafts right now to where you can snag him and play as your flex for probably four or five weeks comfortably. Um, I think it's going to be one of those scenarios where the reins are probably going to favor Williams down the stretch, but I would say probably 60% of the year Gordon's starting for them. And even if he ends up not starting, um, I, he's going to get his touches either way. I mean, they like him. Um, so I think total he outscores uh, Williams. Also, last year was his second highest yards per carry in his career. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks good last year when he played. He's so. only had two years above four, and everything else was under four in the threes. And his first three games, for people that have him, Giants, Jacksonville, and the Jets. Yeah, see, I, I think he's a great value right now. I don't think his yards per carry early on really reflected him either because I, I, I just never really thought the Chargers had a great old line, but they had a passing attack so he could get work. But he was a great red zone back there. Let me see those numbers again, Trey. Uh, yeah, he he would always be around 10-plus touchdowns and would always be hovering around 1,000 yards, but he'd never get, like, a full season. And so it would hurt his stats a little bit. But he could also catch the ball, too. Like, I, I don't know why – I don't. I honestly. I mean, I get why they would need to draft the back so they had insurance because they lost Lindsey. But he's getting kind of old. But I think, uh, I think Gordon will outscore him and be the starting back. He's a great player in my opinion, and becoming really underrated nowadays. When he used to be one of the, or we used to rank him really high on running back lists back in the day. All right, moving on to the next buy or sell. Um, buy or sell. Pitts finishes as a top five tight end. He's going as, I believe, tight end six off the board. Um, it is going Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson, and then Pitts. I sell that because I just think I think top five is just like so set in stone in my opinion. Because yeah. obviously the top three, he's not going to touch Waller, Kittle, or I'm or actually uh, I'm going to I'm going to disagree on this one. Um, I've been rising on him a lot. I'm still not oh, – I've seen him in a lot of drafts go in like the fifth or sixth round, and I'm, I'm hesitant there, but he has fallen to me in 12-man leagues in the seventh, eighth. Well, I, think I, that's, I think that's great value for that. Yeah, but I, I'm going to actually buy it. I, I like him more than Hawkinson, and I'm getting to the place where I've – I don't fault people for taking him over Andrews. I agree he's probably not going to finish top three unless somebody goes down, but I have him as my tight end. Uh, four or five on the season. I have him and Andrews interchangeable. See, I love Hawkinson right now. I, I love Hawkinson too, but the thing is, is um, Pitt, Pitts is just so dynamic. Like even if he doesn't get 
Um, the amount of targets Hawkinson may get, he's so explosive to the point where he's going. He's the type of player where he's going to break free. He he's kind of like a Kittle type of player where he he breaks tackles. He knows how to get downfield. Um, and he's a very good route runner. Just he, run, he runs like a wide receiver, and he's going to have linebackers guarding him. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's also kind of hard to tell like how Atlanta's plan kind of plans on using him as well. Right. So it's kind of this thing. Where I'm just always kind of low on rookies. Like, I no, I get that's it. That's kind of why. I just think he's a physical specimen. Um, I mean, seeing his reception in the preseason game too. I mean, he trucked like two guys. I I think that he has potential to uh, do a lot of damage this year. Dylan, briefly on him. Uh, I I'll buy. I think he should be. I think he'll be tight end four this year, or yeah, tight end four or five as long as the other guys stay healthy. Um, I mean, I could, I see him getting like eight hundred yards plus. Like I I see like that like seven seven hundred at the minimum if he stays healthy, and he'll be around ten touchdowns. I feel like, but I think a lot of it like like you said about he won't get the volume, but he's gonna have big yards per catch because. He's gonna have so many breakaway plays, and he could just burst, and he can he can get behind safeties like that's how fast he is. And I honestly, I haven't watched like enough tape on to realize how you mean. I didn't realize he was that good of a route runner either. I thought he was just more of a one. I wouldn't say one trick pony, but I didn't realize how he runs like a receiver at route running. So I think he'll uh, be a big threat in that offense, and especially on like play action because I think, I mean Arthur Smith likes to run the football, so. They'll run the ball. They'll pound the rock, and I think Ridley and him are gonna have really good seasons. So, okay. I I like I like him this year, and I'll buy it for sure. Let's jump into uh, one player each from our um, bust list that we not not necessarily are. You don't have to be taking drafts, but somebody you're rising on. Because I was looking back at my list, um, and a guy that stood out to me that was on the list that I have been rising on the past few weeks is Gaskin. I had him as a bust early on. Um, looking at him last preseason game and then the talks out of camp. I'm I'm fine with people taking him where he's going now. He's going as like RB20. Um, I don't think that even if he like did flop, I don't think it's going to be enough to where it like really hurts your fantasy team. Um, I think he's going to be pretty safe because they're probably going to throw the ball a lot and uh, he's a pass catching back out of that backfield. I don't think he'll get a lot of touchdowns, but um, he, he doesn't really need it if they're throwing the ball as much as I think they will be. Um, I was originally low on him because the first couple of preseason games going out, he actually was like the third back seeing the field, um, wasn't getting any touches, heard nothing out of training camp, and he also was a seventh-round pick. So it was one of those things where um, it kind of it just scared me off because looking at it in drafts, I mean, RB20, it, the number doesn't seem like it's um, that – value of a number but like rb20 is good it's rb2 yeah it's rb2 for your team so i mean it's just pretty sketchy if that position does flop but i mean reading into it now talks have been great um and then even if it is a committee i think he's going to get the bulk of the work so i am rising on him trey who's the player you're rising on now uh chris carson's not necessarily rising on it's just i don't think i should have set him as a bust in the first place kind of just like it it's more of like i don't know sometimes He's not a sexy pick. No, he just he's just kind of boring. He's like a, I feel like he's kind of like a uh, I want to say Jarvis Landry ish. No. No, as in no, he's a boring as 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 he's a as he's a boring player. He's gonna get your points, but he's not gonna have some big like thirty five plus point games or anything. You know. Yeah, I mean, I he, I feel like he's a very uh the right the right word I think is safe. Like you, step player, you know what you're gonna get. I don't necessarily think he's a bust. His my his biggest concern is like that, that that injury, injury yeah. problem, and the fumbling problem, and that's, problem, and that's, that's it. And sometimes and Penny's back, so Penny's back. And if Carson does kind of start off the season with, with season of fumbling issues, but I don't fault anybody for taking him as RB fifteen or sixteen off the board. No, neither, neither do I, especially in this year's draft. Okay, Dylan, who is your briefly? Who is your player? Um, I, I'm still kind of stuck with my picks, but like if I really had to pick one. Um, probably Logan Thomas. I feel like, but I don't know. I I'm still not like super sold on him. But I mean, his ADP. I mean, all those tight ends are kind of interchangeable, and I think he'll still probably be top ten. So that's probably the one I would probably go with. Okay, is Logan Thomas. But I I still I'm still kind of stuck on my picks. 
from here, let's jump into the main segment, the My Guys. Um, I'm very excited for this. I think this is uh, by far probably going to be the best pod just for the fact that, not just for the fact that it's the most exciting, in my opinion. This is our chance to call guys that we've been high on the whole off season. Um, guys who we want to tie our names to. And so, Dylan, why don't you name off your first my guy and kind of briefly go over why it is you're so high on this player. So my first or the player, my sleeper pick that I've just been biggest on the whole offseason is Antonio Brown. Um, the first and foremost reason is, I mean, I think I my, my original reasoning was I thought he's the most talented out of the group. And watching last year, I thought Brady really loved to target him. And then I did more. I found more research and stuff, and saw other people post about it. And I found out he led the team in targets when he was on the field. So I think that's a huge thing. And it's another reason why we're so down on Mike Evans. This yeah, year. like I mean, a, I mean, AB's freaking AB. I mean, he's a. I, I think he's a top five receiver all time. I still think he's got a lot of game left in him. When he's been on the field, he's been very productive, and he he even won me some games last year. And people were like, I, I mean, he didn't play most of the year. I had him stashed on my bench because he was suspended. But when he came, he was productive, and he won me some games, and especially down the stretch, and helped me win a championship. So, um, and he's also going twenty plus spots lower than both him, Evans, and Godwin. I mean, I think that's an absolute steal because I I can't trust any of their receivers on any given week to really get my points. I mean, Godwin before A.B. got there was one I could trust consistently. But with him there, I I trust A.B. more, and he's going 20-plus spots lower, and I'd rather have a different receiver or running back or QB. Or, I'd rather have any other player in those spots than the guys above him and just grab A.B. later if I can. I totally agree. I think he's the by far the most uh, valuable receiver to get on that team of terms of where they're going um, with their ADP. I mean, he's going in the 40s. That's pretty crazy to me. Um, when he was on the field last year, he looked phenomenal. So I really I enjoyed watching him. And I think that he's a very good wide receiver three for your team this year. So, Yeah, I love AB. I have him in four out of five leagues. I kind of reach on him because I feel like in that area, <clears throat> he has the biggest upside in my opinion. So I kind of just went up and grabbed him. Right. Um, Trey, why don't we jump into uh, your first my guy my first my guy is tyler lockett right i i've always loved tyler lockett like as a player but fantasy wise right now i think he's very undervalued I right agree. right now he's going 24th 24th receiver and the past three seasons he's been in the top 20 every year he went 17 13 and 8 and every all of his numbers have in, in, improved his targets jumped up by about at least 20 every year Receptions jump up about 20 every year. His touchdowns have stayed the same about 8 to 10 the past three years. Every single year he's improving. But people, I feel like people just are kind of sleeping on him, and they, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, how, how does a guy like that improve significantly? Yeah. Especially in PPR. Like, in three years, he's jumped from from, seven, from 57 receptions to 100. Yeah. It's- like, that's just insane to me. I feel like right now he's going... At 24, so that's about what round? Let's say probably sixth round. It's fifth or sixth fifth round. Fifth or sixth round. Like that's a steal. If you can get, he could easily be top 15 guy. And I yeah. think if you get him in that, that's just like an absolute steal in my opinion. My my whole perspective on it is, people. I I think why his ADP is so low. And it, one of the you called it out. I mean, he is very slept on. He is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. Um, but besides that. Last year, him and DK both fell off, but they had very, very similar numbers by the end of the year. Why is it DK is going in the second round and Lockett's going in the fifth or sixth when I feel like it's more of a 1A, 1B situation than it is a wide receiver one and wide receiver two? Like I, If you're going heavy RB early in your draft and you can grab Lockett in the fifth round, like he's going to have some monster games. And... He did show boomer bust last year, but that whole offense did. But, the whole offense took a shift to where they they just didn't play well. Also, so, his boom though, his booms were big. I mean, he had a fifty point week. Yeah, exactly. Wait, did I tell you guys like what he ranked last year in PPR? I want to say top ten. Guy, guess what do you think, Dylan? 
Did you say eighth? Oh, I did say eighth. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I, I didn't know what I said wrong, but I feel like <laughs> how how does a guy how does a guy be eighth and just drop down to twenty four? Yeah, no, it doesn't with make this, sense. With a QB like Russell Wilson. Yeah, if you're projecting Russell Wilson to be um, a top top eight quarterback and then DK going in the second round, there's no way Lockett finishes as a fifth or sixth round pick. He's going to be great this year. No, yeah, I I totally agree. I I've always liked Lockett, and he's honestly been a f- like I mean I'm not a Seattle fan, but I'm a wa- from Washington, so I get to watch the Seahawks, and he's actually been a fun player to actually really watch grow and develop in the NFL. I mean, he went from just a special teams guy to being the wide receiver one on that team, and now I agree. I think it's one A one B. I mean, I he gets so underrated because DK is just such a physical specimen and makes cr- I mean. DK makes crazy physical plays, but if you really watch Lockett, some of the catches and toe drags he makes are ridiculous. Like Wilson just popping the ball in the back corner end zone, end zone, and Lockett's just flying in tight coverage and just reaches out his arms and barely grabs it. It just like blows me away. I, I don't get why he's going down. I mean, if he continues to get better, why does he get worse on ADP? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And yeah, everybody's rising on DK, but. But lowering on Lockett, that just doesn't make sense to me when they have very similar numbers. And I would rather and grab. I, I think I don't, I'm not even gonna lie. I think Russ trusts Lockett more than he trusts DK because DK would get pissed when he'd be open, and Russ wouldn't look his way. He'd look. I mean, Lockett had more receptions, more targets. I mean, everything. So I, I honestly think Lockett still might be his favorite target. Yeah. In my opinion. Um. Yeah. My I, my perspective is I'd rather grab Lockett in the fifth than grab DK in the second. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we will hop into my first my guy. Um, a lot of guys on my list are lower in the ADP, but I kind of meant for it to be like that. I want to go for guys that are uh, potentially like league winners to where they're going to outperform their ADP by a mile. Um, my first player is Jacoby Myers. Um, last year he had 59 receptions, 729 yards, but he had no touchdowns. Um, he finished around wide receiver 50, but he also didn't play. Um, basically the first like quarter of the season, he didn't see the field and then he slowly worked his way into the starting role. Um, guys, this guy's going outside the top 50 receivers and he potentially is the wide receiver one for this team. Um, like we've talked in the news, uh, Newton got, Newton got a can from the team. Uh, they got Matt Jones stepping in to be the quarterback. Matt Jones looked very, very consistent in preseason looked like he could distribute the ball throughout the team um I think this is going to be very very good for Jacoby Myers I mean if if the ball is consistently going his way he's going to be a PPR machine um his touchdown progression has to go up there's no way he's going to score zero touchdowns this year um he could easily be a 900 to 1100 yard receiver with 75 catches and four or five touchdowns and that right there is cracking the top 30 as a wide receiver. I'm not saying I'm projecting that, but I'm saying I can promise he's going to outperform wide receiver. I think it was 56 I saw him out. I think that's absolutely insane. Um, I get Aguilar got signed. They signed Henry and um, Jonu Smith. But the thing is, is they actually do have a lot of uh, starters out on defense. Their defense is still phenomenal, but I mean, it was just announced Gail Moore is going to miss the first six or seven weeks. We should probably have brought that out on the news, but it's not really fantasy-related. But, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to let Matt Jones throw the ball. I think that this is going to also help the run game establish, and I think that helps Jacoby Myers because the offense beca- becomes less predictable. Again, he's going to be the receiver one. Aguilar's in town, but Jacoby's been on this team. He knows the scheme. He knows how um, things uh, go down on the Patriots and I just I think he's just such a value especially again if you're in a PPR league and if you can get him as your fifth or sixth receiver it's an absolute steal so I am very high on him this year yeah I, I think he's a good player I'm actually surprised I mean I had him in a league or two last year I didn't no idea they had zero touchdowns but the second half of the season he was actually a very productive receiver and he was actually worth like a flex play in like in half PPR, and you don't you don't get late, that use, normally. I use him at flex multiple times, or my receiver. I mean, you just don't get that normally and that late in the yeah, round. Yeah, it's crazy to me. I mean, yeah, Aguilar had a good year last year, 
even though he's been down the, like the previous two years. But like you said, I mean, I don't feel like he's gonna. He's not good enough to like overtake Myers in that spot. And Johnu's. I th- I think Johnu will be their best tight end this year. But I think he's more of a red zone guy. And Hunter is better in the middle of the field. But I mean, you never know. Is he gonna like? Could he get hurt? I mean, he's always had injury problems. So you just never know. Um, their O line got a lot better this year too than it was last year. So they're yeah, like you said, they're gonna pound the rock. And uh, I mean, I can kind of tie this into my next player, I guess. With since I was another Patriots player, Damian Harris. I mean, bo- I, I I'm high on both these players, but Damian Harris is going as like RB thirty or something like that, thirty or thirty one, and I think that's just ridiculous. Even now, that's what that's with the update after Michelle getting out of there. So I mean, James White never been a three down back. He's a, their pass catching back, but he's not their runner. And um, we'd have J.J. Taylor and Stevenson or something like that. I think Steven, or Stevenson's going to be good. Stevenson looks solid, but, I mean, Harris was, like, averaging five, six yards of carry last year. He was really productive. He didn't get red zone work, but they weren't – Cam was rushing a lot of touchdowns last year, and they just weren't really in the red – or at the getting goal line touches all that much either. Their offense just wasn't good. But they got an improved O-line. Um and I think his pass catching might go up a little bit too. I mean, because I mean, you can't make it obvious that you're going to throw to your running backs and on, or it's a passing down. You can't have James White out there every time. So um, Harris will probably get some catches once in a while. And I I just think he's going to get a lot more touchdowns this year. He'll probably get eight to ten touchdowns. I feel like, and the offense will be a lot better, better defense. So the defense won't have to be so on the field as much as it was last year because their offense will be a lot more productive. It'll look it'll look more like their offense used to when Brady was in it. It's going to be a ball coming out quick, dink and dunk type stuff, and running the foot, pounding the rock. And he's the RB1. So, I mean, let me, let me look, briefly go over guys uh, around him. You got A.J. Dillon going four, three spots below him. I love A.J. Dillon. I, I was a mistake. Harris is at 28. But A.J. Dillon is not, unless Aaron Jones gets hurt, he is not going to have similar production to him. Uh, Raheem Mozart, I don't think that's terrible going right below him. But, I mean, Sermon could overtake him by the end of the season. Mozart's always had injury issues. Javante Williams is even going to be the RB1, and he's above him. Henderson is going to be split in time with Michelle. Edwards above him is fine, but... Um, I guess Hunt above him and PPR is fine, but really, like a lot of the guy and Gordon, I mean, Gordon and Williams being right next to him is just like weird to me how you're going to have two guys right there over an RB1, a solidified guy. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's a steal in standard leagues for sure, even half point PPR. Even in PPR, if you go wide receivers early, if you can snag him as like your RB2, I think it's a phenomenal value. Trey, anything to add on him? Or are you ready to go for your second player? Uh, you guys basically summed it up for both the players. I actually lo- love both these players also. Yeah. I, I probably would have chosen them. You guys didn't cho- choose them first. <laughs> but you guys basically yeah, summed, it up, summed it up. I mean, these guys will be steals in the draft, especially, especially Damon, Damian Harris. You picked him up before the whole Cam Newton thing. Congrats. Yeah, basically congratulations. And Jacoby Myers is on a lot of uh, – free agent list right now so if he's there i recommend you should pick him up too yeah sadly in our leagues myers isn't sitting there because we're having to reach on him because we're all going after him and people are not stupid enough to pass on a player like that but um yeah harris is going to be a beast this year he was really really good last year when he played i mean he he didn't play like half the season i think or something like that he missed a decent amount of games but he just wasn't scoring that was his only knock and why his numbers didn't look better, but he was getting a lot of yards and really efficient on his carries behind a weak O-line. So I think he's going to have a, a great year. And next year people are going to be looking at him in like the same light as somebody like Carson, David Montgomery, like Gaskin, like that tier of backs. He'll be up in there for sure at least. All right, Trey, let's jump to uh, your second player. My second player is Marvin Jones. Right now he is – oops, I'm on the wrong list. I think he's he's about forty. Let me get exact number. Uh, he's at forty six right now <clears throat> for PPR on the receiver list, and I think that's just a steal. 
I spelled cuz. Well, last year, he, last year he was at, he was ranked 18th last year. It's crazy. Which is crazy to me. Back to back years, nine touch. For the past three of the past four years, he's scored nine touchdowns. Even though it's you know different offensive stuff, it's two games playing with Tre- with Trevor Lawrence. He's had 34 receptions in in the two games. That's in one quarter as well. And I feel like if he's already getting targeted now and. Two quarters, what seven receptions in two quarters, and with a guy like Terrell Lawrence who has that natural talent, and a guy like Marvin Jones who's, <clears throat> excuse me, who's proven to be a great player in the league. Taking him the tenth plus round is to be a flex play, is like incredible value to me. Yeah, and no. there's and I think I could see him. I think he's even like a receiver one in Jacksonville as well. It, that's interesting. I have either him or Chanel, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I was on Jones at first, but watching Chenault in the preseason and hearing more I talks about love. how they want to get him involved, I th- I think it'll probably be Chenault. But I think Jones will be still be very productive. I mean, he's a bench spot for a lot of people, and I th- still think he's a good flex play. Like I th- I think he's an absolute steal. I wasn't lucky enough to grab him. I don't think, but well, maybe in one another league. another thing to keep in mind is. Um, Jones got injured in the final preseason game, and it de- decreased his uh, I thought ADP. That was the second one, or was it the third? Maybe it was the second. I think one. it was one against. It uh, was the second, Saints. but and that uh, decreased his ADP a lot. So I mean, he's potentially even going farther down now in draft. So I mean, I I agree with you 100. percent I think like you can get him as your wide receiver four or five, and he is legit. He's one of the guys in the NFL that could get 10 plus touchdowns. Like, that's the type of player he is. He's always been um, high touchdown type of player. Doesn't need a lot of volume, but yet he was showing a lot of volume in the preseason, and he's shown a connection throughout training camp. So I'm very excited for him as well. Yeah, I, I just think that's like what we were talking about with Lockett just getting so overlooked. When Jones is healthy, he's actually been like very, very fantasy relevant. I mean, last year, almost 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns um, a few years back. In 2017, I mean, he had his breakout year of 1,109 touchdowns. Like when he gets when he's on the field, those those were his last two full seasons. That two previous years before last year were um, he missed three games and then seven games. So that's why his numbers got hurt. But he's still productive. But I mean, why is a player like that? That just he's a he's a really big play guy and he's great end zone target. I just don't understand why players like this just go so low in drafts and gets overlooked and why he's always been a sleeper. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we will jump into my second, my guy. Um, this is a player I have I have always talked up so much. I mean, he's not a big-name player, but I love the way this dude plays the game. Um, it's Gabriel Davis on, uh, on the Bills. Um, last year, 35 receptions, 599 yards, seven touchdowns, nothing flashy, very high touchdown rate for the amount of uh, receptions he got. Um, that's a that's like, I believe, yeah, seven, seven touchdowns and 35 receptions. That's crazy. Um, his numbers obviously don't pop off the screen to you other than the amount of touchdowns he got per reception. But watching him play last year, in my opinion, he looked like one of the best rookie wide receivers. Um, it seemed... Although he didn't get a lot of targets, everything going his way, he caught. Um, and he he picked it up towards the end of the year. And in the playoffs, he looked very, very good. Um, he displayed greatness throughout this offseason. I really do truly think he's the number two on this offense. Um, I love Beasley, too. But, I mean, this guy is going as wide receiver 70 off the board. Um and he has the chance to get 10-plus touchdowns. I get Sanders comes into town. Um, like People are concerned about that, but, I mean, Sanders is towards the end of his career. There's a good chance he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of work on this team. Um, and, again, Davis has flashed throughout the preseason. He really does have a connection with Allen. Allen really does trust him. Um, I think for sure i predict Diggs regressing a little bit i still think Diggs is a great pick in fantasy i still think he's phenomenal but i don't think sanders is going to prove much i think cole beasley is going to stay around the same and this this offense is so pass friendly to the point where even if cole beasley and Diggs are balling out 
they have room for three wide receivers to ball out easily. I mean, they're they're going to potentially even throw more than last year. They don't have running backs that can get the ball going in the run game. Um, and Zach Moss and Singletary, I think they're both like late round flyers. But I mean, this team's going to throw the ball, and they don't have tie, they don't have a tight end to throw to either. So I mean, there's there's a route where he legitimately finishes as a top. 40 receiver if things go right for him and like that's a great value if you can get him in the last round of your draft throw him on the bench I mean he reminds me funny enough he's very like Mike Evans to the point where he doesn't see a lot of targets but he does a lot with the targets he sees and if even if he is like an up and down player if you can get a guy like that later in your rounds who yes once in a while he's not going to do anything for your team but he's the type of guy who could have two or three touchdowns in a game like he's just that type of player he he goes up and catches the ball and i i i think there's a hundred percent a path for him to be the wide receiver too on this team so i think he's a great value yeah i I totally agree with that um i yeah i i think beasley won't i i'm down on beasley a little bit this year just because of all his like i'm not i'm not gonna bring into like political stuff this but i mean his the COVID stuff, like, that's a question mark with him. And uh, he's just – he's not really a big play guy. Like, Davis is – like you were saying, like, even if he's a wide receiver 40, he'll get you 30-point weeks where that'll – he'll win you some weeks because of how – I mean, he'll he'll be more boom or bust, I feel like. But, I mean, that's probably how a lot of the Bills receivers will be besides uh, Diggs because the ball is just going to be getting moved around. Allen's got a bazooka. And he's gonna be throwing to everybody because he's just not fixated on one target. He doesn't need one guy. So I like that pick, and I think top forty might be selling him a little short. Maybe I mean, I mean, I think he could even have top thirty potential if he's truly the wide receiver two on that team. Because so if he uh, puts up similar, I mean, if he puts up similar receiving numbers to Beasley, I mean. He'll probably have more touchdowns. I feel like so, because he's just a he's a downfield threat and he looks like a solid route runner. I mean, and he can catch the ball. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick and he's a steal at where he's going. I mean, you can get him in the last round of your draft. So, it's if people are dumb enough to do that. Sweet. Um, let's jump into your third player, Dylan. I will start off with uh, Marquez Callaway. Uh, he's not even, I just looked a little earlier. I could not find him on the top 50 in PPR right now. I just think that's ridiculous. I mean, McCole Hardman, Marquise Brown, Jalen Waddle. I mean, I would take him over all those guys in the top 50 for sure. Even maybe Mike Williams. I mean, he's coming out. He's a wide receiver one on that team right now. In the preseason, him and Winston looked to have a very good connection. And he looks like he's a solid route runner with good hands, but he could also like a downfield threat. And with Winston having a great arm, I think it's really going to open up this offense because they haven't had a downfield threat probably since Brandon Cooks that's like actually a good one. And he looks like the legit player until Thomas comes back. And even with Thomas ba- when Thomas comes back as a wide receiver too he, on the team, he can still be very productive. So him going in like the 10th, 11th round right now, I think that's an absolute steal for getting a wider like a guaranteed wide receiver one right off for at least probably you'll probably at least I'd say what four weeks five weeks do you think that's a fair timetable for that yeah I mean you're gonna you'll get I mean I think it'll be productive Winston will throw the ball well I mean fantasy receivers with Winston have always been productive so what's that even I think uh it's at least six weeks that was he, was he put on the pup list? Yeah. He's okay, then yeah. Weeks. So you have a wide receiver one for at least six weeks, and whenever fantasy or whenever receiver has not been very fantasy relevant with Winston, so right. that's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I think he's one of the type of players where where he's going out right now. I mean, he's a value considering um, he's going to be the number one for this team until Thomas is back, and who knows? Thomas could be out even longer than six weeks. And the fact that uh, Thomas might not even come back and look like Thomas. So I, I love Callaway this year. Yeah, I like him a lot too. My biggest thing in fantasy is if you can pick up a number one guy on a team late in the draft, 
do it. Like always do it because he's gonna get the volume and he's only only he's only one preseason game, but still like that kind of showed a lot. And I think that he like he's gonna be the clear cut number one guy for Winston for the, his big playability and the way Winston like likes to kind of throw the ball down the field. I think it will be a really good match, especially for fantasy. I agree. Okay, Trey, let's jump into your third player. My third guy is Ryan Tannehill. Okay. He's going number 11 in most drafts right now, sometimes even 12. Like, some people are taking Stafford over him. And I just, I like Tannehill a lot, especially for, like, people who don't, like, really reach on QBs kind of in the draft. I think Tannehill is a perfect fit. Last year he was... QB7. QB7 last year. Some QB7, QB8 depends on the league and PPR, whatever. But anyways, I think he's a great value pick because one draft, I drafted him in the 14th round. It's crazy. And he could easily be top 10 QB again, which I think he will be. He has Julio Jones. He has he has uh, A.J. Brown again. And Derrick Henry is not going to rush for 2,000 yards. Nope. So they're going to have to run the ball more. I They're going to have to throw the ball more. That means more yards for Tannehill. Work touchdowns for Tannehill. Interceptions might go up a little bit. But if those the picks go up, the yards and touchdowns will also. I agree. So I just feel like it's a fantastic value pick. I just think he's one of the safest players in the, in the entire draft. Like get, getting out of the draft, not only does he have enormous upside, but there's no way he busts. Like th- this dude's for sure finishing top 12. It's, there's for, no shot. For me, not. it's just the type of offense they're in. Yeah. Because Henry, Henry's not going to be bad this year. He's going to get his yards. And I feel like this offense would be so easy to just run play-action plays, and there's going to be a wide-open guy just down the field. I agree. And that's going to get his get you a lot of points. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can how is he going that low when Henry, Jones, and Brown are all going pretty high? Like how how can the QB go low? That just that doesn't make sense to me. If you're he's going after, I mean, I think he's right at that tier drop off for like the top or the first seven eight QBs. Like, but he's like the next. He's not like it's a massive gap between the two tiers. So at the bottom of it, so I think he's a great value and poised to have a big season. Like, don't be surprised if he throws forty touchdowns this year. I see Henry having a little bit of regression. I see Jones. I don't I mean Jones has never been a big touchdown guy, but he does get yards and stuff. I think Brown's gonna have a lot of touchdowns this year. So really, be on the lookout for Tannehill if you can grab him the eighth round or later. And he also had seven rushing touchdowns as well last year. So he's also a threat in the red zone with his legs. He had what? Do you have thirty-three through the air. Yeah, forty, dude. How is that? Just makes no sense. Forty total touchdowns, super efficient. Doesn't turn the ball over, and his yards are gonna go up for sure. Like, it doesn't even have to be in the play action game. When you have Julio Jones and AJ Brown, I mean, you're gonna have great numbers. That's just how I see. I mean, Matt Ryan couldn't convert in the red zone, but as we've seen the last two years, Tannehill's great in the red zone, and Ryan had a ton of passing yards last year. So, I mean. Expect a great year from him. He's going to be an MVP candidate, and he's definitely the most underrated quarterback in the league. Okay. Um, we will jump into my third player. Um, we talked about him a little bit in the news segment, Gus Edwards. Uh, last year, stat line, 144 attempts for 723 yards, um, giving him about five yards per carry. That's pretty crazy. Um, he also had six touchdowns on the ground. Um this is weird because even before the Dobbins news, I actually was considering him a my guy. Um, Ingram's gone. This team runs the ball the most in the NFL. He was going to get work regardless. Now, now with the unfortunate news of Dobbins obviously being out with a torn ACL for the um, rest of the season, he's a bell cow back. He's going to be on the field every single down. It doesn't matter if he gets the pass work because he's going as consensus RB25, RB26 off the board. Guys, he's going as at best a late second, or he's going at best at as like a bad RB2. And I, I, I just don't, I don't see that. Um, with the amount of volume he's going to get, he has all the upside in the world to finish as a high-end RB2. Um, yeah. Potentially even low RB1 if the touchdowns falls way and he's on the field as much as people are 
now realizing and starting to predict. I mean, if he... You're getting a bell cow back in potentially the fifth or sixth round now in drafts. It's like, obviously, he's not in the Chubb or Henry tier because those guys are so proven and just so dominant in the league. But he's legit a bell cow back going that late. That That's a league winner. Like, if you can get that and everything pans out, he rushes for 12, 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground. Guys, that's the type of guy that could win you your league getting that late in drafts. Well, that's basically Derrick Henry two years ago, and I just drafted Edwards in the 10th or 11th round. So Exactly. And I understand the red flags people bring up is Lamar is going to take touchdowns from him. But let's not forget, when Lamar was taking over like two years ago, Ingram was, what, a top 10 back? Yeah, exactly. Lamar is not the rushing threat in the red zone that everybody predicts. He doesn't rush. Well, he, he doesn't score a lot of rushing. He gets a ton of yards, but his rushing touchdowns really aren't there. I mean, Ingram well, was the one getting all the goal line touches. The, th- the thing is, even if he is, they're still going to both be getting touchdowns, and he's going to get he's going to get the ball twenty times a game. He's going to get the ball twenty times oh, a game. Oh yeah, he's going to be dominant. Um, he, he he doesn't need a receiving role for how much, and that's the, that's what people kind of try to fault him for is because he's not a receiving back, therefore he won't be down on a third down role. Lamar's never thrown to the running back. He never has. Um, hopefully he will. I mean that's why people started to rise on Dobbins. But I, I just I see a world where I I truly see a world where Edwards just breaks out to the point where. This this dude's gonna be, be being drafted in like the fifth or sixth round next year, despite Dobbins coming back. Like, I I already thought it was a one two punch. I already thought he was gonna get way more work than people thought. And their coaching staff has came out and said we are fully confident of handing the reins over to him and being our three down back. So I'm fully confident in him. I think he's a great value, and I think this is the type of guy that could win you your league because you're potentially getting as your RB three on your fantasy team. So, do you guys have anything else to say about him? Uh, no, I mean, you pretty much got all of it. I was going to add one thing, though. Uh, why is it that Dobbins is going second, third round when he's the RB1? When, when they came out and said it's a 60-40 split, but now Dobbins is out of the picture, they've said nothing about a split with Edwards, and Edwards is actually supposed to be the goal line back, wasn't he? I, th- I thought that's what I heard. Was he was supposed to be the goal line back too? Yeah. So why is he going fifth, sixth round? That that just that just blows me away. If I if I had to give it a reason, it's probably because there was talks of Dobbins playing a bigger role in the receiving game. Um, however, L- Lamar's never been that type of quarterback, and their offensive scheme has never really like they they've never had that role. So I I don't know. I think he's. He's just a discount. Like, this dude, he might not be the sexiest pick, but, I mean. Yeah, I think I think it's just his name. I think some guys' names in fantasy will literally drop your value just I because like your name. I like Gus Edwards. It's a good name. But what's better, that or J.K. Dobbins? Probably Dobbins. That's a, that's a cool name. So, I mean, like, that's why. DeAndre Swift, that's a badass yeah, name. Yeah, he's a bust. Exactly. I'd rather have Edwards over him. Yeah, no, so, it's true. I would too. So, I mean, unless you're PPR and Swift plays all year, but that's a more crowded backfield on a team that's not going to be running the ball in the second half of game. So, I mean. All right, let's jump into your uh, fourth player. My fourth player is Lavishka Chanel. I mean, he was talking about uh, Marvin Jones Jr. earlier. And Lavishka is also like, he's he's rising up slightly and I've been seeing him going like this sixth, seventh round, which that's I feel like that's more where he should be going. But I think he'll still outproduce that. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get touches on the ground even, and he's a he's a all around threat. He's a, he can take screen passes, he middle work middle of the field, and he can work downfield. And he's a good red zone target. So I think that's gonna become Lawrence's favorite target this year. And it already looks like in preseason they're getting a good little connection going on. And if Jones misses time and Chark's being out, I mean, they're developing that chemistry. And it's I feel like that's going to end up being his wide receiver one by the end of the year. And he showed great flashes of potential last year. So I, I really like him this year. And I got him in one draft. And I think it was like an eighth, ninth round pick, which I thought was just a steal. Yeah, I think with the news of ETN, 
unfortunately, again, being out for the year, um, I think that also helps because ETN was going to play that role of getting the short intermediate routes. Um, and now that is fully Lavishka. So I am right there with you. I think Lavishka is a value play. I mean, I like him too. I like him a lot too. I think his biggest thing is like how versatile he is. Exactly. He can kind of go. He He's can, kind of like a Debo Samuel type of player. Debo Samuel healthy. or who am I thinking? Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Just those type of guys who can kind of you can put them wherever they wherever on the field and they're great athlete. Make, they're gonna make plays no matter what and get yards and get touchdowns. So I think it's another great value pick, especially towards the end of the draft. All right, who's your fourth player? My fourth player is Robbie Anderson. For me, I'm kind of biased towards him, especially like what he did for me last year. After I picked him at pick 181, but even last year though he he was insane. He was receiver 18 last year with only three touchdowns. Jeez. And if he and the average in that range is like five to six touchdowns. If he had five to six touchdowns, he would have been the top 13 receiver. That's crazy. So I feel like, and I feel like no one like even talked about him last year having 95 receptions and almost 1,100 yards. I think that's just insane to me. Yeah, I think there's really not much to say about him. I just think he's a safe player. Like you know what you're getting out of him, flex play in and out, and potentially even a wide receiver too for your team. So I just think right now his only knock is that C Max back. But but they but they just paid Robbie Anderson like last week. Yeah, like he, he's I, going to get production. So and I think Sam Donald is. Is he's more of a deep ball thrower compared to Terry Bridgewater was, so I think that those touchdown numbers will go up for Robbie Anderson, and I think he's at twenty six right now. I guess him being a top fifteen receiver, yeah. in my opinion. I think that's a great take. Yeah, I, I totally agree with all that. Was, you jumped right. To, you stole my point. It was uh, Darnold coming back? I mean, they had a good connection in New York, and that's why Anderson got paid and was on the Panthers, and why he had a good year last year because he showed out that he's a good player he's more of just a one-trick pony but that was partially Adam Gase's fault but he proved that wrong last year as an all-around guy and yeah I mean those touchdown numbers have to go up I mean him and Darnold were great on the deep ball in the past and now they have good weapons all around them and I mean they have to you have to take account for C-Mac on every play so and DJ Moore on the other side of the field also a very similar type of receiver I think like both I think I where Anderson's going, I'd rather have him than more, to be honest, because it's just a better value, and Anderson might outproduce him. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. Great, that's a great choice. All right, we will jump into my uh, fourth player, um, Jerry Judy. Stats last year: fifty-two receptions, eight hundred and fifty-six yards, three touchdowns. Um, not a very, very sexy year, obviously, but you also have to keep in mind he. Didn't catch even half of the balls thrown his way. I mean, he had the most balls deemed uncatchable in the entire NFL. Um, he also had a drop issue, but so did Devontae Adams when he came in the league. So did DK Madcap. So did Deontay Johnson. And we all consider them great fancy options, great NFL wide receivers. So I'm not worried about the drops. Um, it like people have to realize how crazy that it, he literally had the most throws his way that are uncatchable. So everybody's writing him off, calling him a bus saying he didn't produce. I, I, he, he did what he could do with what he got. Um, and with, he also, the craziest part about this whole thing is from last year, his rookie season, he was deemed a top five graded route runner in the NFL. Um, I think that's absolutely crazy. Like he was a rookie. Um, obviously, we all knew coming into the league he's going to be a phenomenal route runner. But he's going like wide receiver 35 off the board. Um, I think that's crazy. I think him and Sutton are both in for big years. And I think with Teddy Bridgewater um, starting at quarterback, I it's going to benefit this team a lot. Whether the touchdowns go up or not, that doesn't really matter. If more balls are getting thrown his way that are catchable, and let's keep in mind, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. He just doesn't tend to get the ball in the end zone. But Judy is the type of player that doesn't need the ball in the end zone. He actually, funnier, funnier enough, reminds me a lot of Robbie Anderson. He's a very, like, he, he's going to see a lot of production. He's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way. And I, I truly think there's a route for him to be a PPR monster. I mean, if he finishes the season with 1,300 yards on 
80 to 90 receptions with five touchdowns, we're going to be pretty happy with where he's going. So, And I think that's totally possible. I mean, I get Sutton looked great in the third preseason game. Um, he's also coming off a torn ACL, though, guys. There's a very good chance that he uh, is slow the first couple of games going into the season. I Again, I think Sutton's going to be great, though, but that's besides the point. I think Judy leads this team. I think he's a phenomenal receiver. He went in the first round um, for a reason, and... This dude's one of the most dynamic guys in the NFL. I mean, when the ball's in his hands, there's a chance that the play may look broken, but he just breaks free and books it for 80 yards and touchdown, and you want a guy like that on your fantasy team. I mean, you're getting him as a wide receiver, three or four. Um, that's tremendous value. I think he's lock and loaded wide receiver, two this year, so I'm very high on him. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, as I said before on this podcast, uh, like targets – or volume, like targets and volume and route running is what you want to look for. Not like conversions of that. If you For young receivers, I feel like that's the most important things to look for. And Judy got both those things. And, yeah, as, as we're talking about Teddy's more accurate, look at all the receivers in Caroline last year, all very fantasy-relevant guys. And, I mean, Teddy – I mean, I feel like all receivers have been fantasy-relevant with Teddy. So – I think it's going to be a great year in the running. They'll have a good running game, I feel like. I mean, we're already talking about who's going to start for them. I mean, if they have two good running backs, they're going to pound the rock with them too. So it's going to – they're going to. I think they're going to have a better offense than people think. And Judy is going to be – I think Judy will be wide receiver one for them because I think that's just more the type of receiver that Teddy likes is the more of the middle of the field intermediate guy. Great route runner. Sutton's more of the deep threat guy. I think uh, Judy will get a lot of targets because of how great his route running is, and his hand his hands will get better. I mean, as Gavin said, brought up great names. They all got better hands, and look what they've done in fantasy since then. So yeah, okay. Let's jump to your f- fifth and final player, Dylan. Um, Jameis Winston. Uh, he is starting in New Orleans. Last year, I mean. Last couple of years, I mean, hasn't every quarterback that started for New Orleans been very productive? I mean, he's got one of the best play callers. He's got Kamara back. Like, checking down to Kamara will get him a good amount of points itself. Um, I've already talked about Callaway. I love him this year. And if when Thomas gets back. Troutman, chance he's back. Oh, he is back? Uh, yeah, he's questionable. So Okay, well, that, that's, that's another good thing for them too. So they're going to have a good defense. He's already taught, he's already outright stated that he's I mean I I will bet so much money that his interception numbers are at least cut in half. So I mean he's going to take care of the football and he's going to get yards, he's going to get touchdowns. I mean a guy like Teddy B wasn't not a big touchdown guy, but he was getting decent touchdown numbers on the Saints. So Taysom Hill was putting up good fantasy numbers. Breeze always did. I, I don't see how Winston doesn't when he's always been fantasy relevant as a quarterback. He's just in a better offense for a player like him to really revamp his career and change people's uh, perspective on him. Yeah, I agree. and he's going QB twenty four. Like you're really not. You can get him in the last round. You can get him undrafted. Why why not take a chance on him? He has a lot of upside this year to throw. I mean, he could potentially throw forty five hundred yards and. 30-plus touchdowns. I mean, that's a huge play right there, and you can get him really late. I mean, he was super fantasy. Wasn't he a top-five QB when he threw 30 picks? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. He's not going to throw 30 picks. He'll have a good amount of yards and a good amount of touchdowns. Go go take a chance on Winston, please. All right, Trey, let's talk about your fifth and final player. My fifth player I actually changed last minute, but now oh. is Darnell Moody. Okay. Uh, he was, you know, in the top 50 receivers right now, according to ESPN. Last year, PPR, he was 50 exactly. But kind of like, to go along with the same thing as Judy, he had the second most uncatchable balls in the league. And for kind of a guy like Judy, crazy. like, on the Bears, too, like. He's also that, a phenomenal route runner. Yeah, I always see stuff on Twitter about him. He's a great route runner. He's very undersized, but if you're that good a route runner and you get open, that's all that really matters, honestly. Right. And since he's going to get. New Q, hopefully Justin Fields, after the first few weeks, he's gonna get balls thrown to him that are like at his chest that are catchable, and that itself is gonna like Judy. He's gonna skyrocket. It's gonna skyrocket. 
And other than Alan Robinson, they don't really have anybody else to throw to, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. So it's going to be him and Alan. They signed Perriman, I believe. Yeah, but he also he, but he also got cut from the Lions, so yeah. how good is he really, you know? Why but I just think Mooney just, one of those guys laying the draft, he he has this upside to be a top 40 receiver. Yeah. And again, that's flex play right there. Flex play or maybe even right receiver two on some weeks, you know? I agree. But I just think he's that late in the draft. He also had four touchdowns last year. That'll go up as well. I just think he's going to be a great value pick in the like late rounds. I agree. And my fifth and final player, this will be the last player talked about on the pod, um, Najee Harris. This guy, I, I get it, rookie running back. Um, not a great O-line. However, the O-line has shown a lot of improvements during the preseason. But going running back 12 off the board, guys. Um, let's put some on average, about a mid-round second pick. Or, sorry, mid-second round pick. Uh, this guy, like, this is one of the only guys in the entire draft that has potential to finish inside the top two or three um, within running backs. I mean, I see a path for him having 50-plus receptions with him getting 70, 80, 70 to 80% of the rushing volume on this offense. I mean, they literally have nobody else. And Let's break this down. Derrick Henry is 6'3", 240 pounds. We all think he's physical specimen, looks huge. He is a physical specimen, right? Can't catch the ball. Doesn't doesn't get any volume in the passing game. So we, we've seen him, and I know I've dogged Henry in fantasy, whatever. We know, we know he doesn't have that in the receiving game. Najee Harris is 6'2", 230 pounds, faster, little bit smaller, but can catch the ball very, very well. I mean, the last preseason game he played in, he broke he broke a play for like almost 60 yards, and it was a reception right up the side of the field. I mean, he legitimately has upside over probably at least 50% of the running backs going ahead of him. Um, I'm comfortable taking him in the first round now. He's going to be a bell cow back in mostly, or in your league. Um, and he has, he honestly truly has potential to outscore a lot of these guys. I mean, it's safe to say he does have potential to get 50 receptions and with how much volume he's going to get on the ground. If he does that, he's finishing as a top 10 back lock and loaded. Um, that getting him in the second round, if you get a safe running back like a Derrick Henry or like a Nick Chubb and then come back and get a Najee Harris, you could potentially win your league that way because Najee ha- is going to have a lot of boom games. And a lot of people are saying he might not get a lot of touchdowns, which I a I don't even know how you proje- project that to like be a thing when he's a rookie. But b even if he didn't, with how much volume he's gonna get, I mean he he's gonna be insanely valuable. I mean Eckler finished as a top ten running back before and only had three rushing touchdowns on the ground. I think it's safe to say Najee's gonna get at least seven or eight. So yeah, I I don't. That's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Is how when do Steelers running backs not get touchdowns on the ground? Right. Bell did, Connor did when he was on the field. I mean, they get their goal line work. They like to run the ball on the goal line more than they throw it, I feel like. And they want they want to run the ball more. That's what they want to do. They threw the ball more than any other team in the NFL last year. Um, but they also had no running back that can consistently stay on the field healthy. Najee doesn't ver- doesn't have a very big track record of injuries. I mean, and this dude's huge. Like the, the, that's what I was going to also add is he's probably outside of Derrick Henry. I think he's the safest running back to draft for health wise yeah. because he's just so ma- like those running backs. Henry just doesn't get hurt and people, no matter how much volume he gets. People overemphasize the like having a bad O line in the rush game. Like there's Dalvin Cook had a bottom three O line last year. I get he's Dalvin Cook, but he finished RB two last year and he had a bottom three O line. Like, Great players or great running backs are going to finish high no matter what. And running back is one of the one of the positions where, yes, Najee's a rookie, but it's actually proven the peak years for a running back are the first three years within the NFL uh, for most running backs. Yeah. Um, Najee's also an older back, I believe, coming into the league. Like I think that yeah, he's, he was he was he had been there for a few. He'd been a couple of title yeah, runs. Yeah, so. so 
I, I think he's extremely safe. I mean, this dude's going to get so much volume. And him being, honestly, he would still probably be a second round pick if he didn't get that much work in the pass game. This oh, yeah. is just a bonus. Like, this dude legitimately is a very, very good pass catcher, and he's gigantic. He's yeah. gigantic. So, I don't know. I see, I see, I see him winning a lot of people fantasy leagues. And I don't know if I'm crazy, but th- I think this guy is going to be the steal of the draft. Well, am I crazy to say I feel like his floor, if he plays a full season, is 1,500 total yards and 12 total touchdowns? I wouldn't say 12 total touchdowns, but I would say 15, around 1,500 yards, yeah. What's wrong with to- total touchdowns? I mean... As his floor? That's a lot of touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. Okay, okay yeah. Floor, t- we'll, say t- we'll say 10, I guess. That's still high. I'd say 8. Total though, I say his floor is eight I touchdowns. Think, I, I mean, I I see the ru- touchdown production from Steeler running backs, and it's but like, a floor, a floor is like the bare the bare minimum. Okay, yeah, I guess eight. I don't know. Eight. I think I think he's got a very high floor for touchdowns. So I love him this year. I was not lucky enough to get him. I thought I was about to get a trade for him. Guy backed out because he likes Adams too much. So and I thought I was giving up too much, but it's whatever. Yeah. Okay, guys, that basically sums it up. That is our fifteen players who we find. Very, very valuable. Trey's over here sneezing in the background. Um, yeah, I mean, I think these, I think all of these guys, there's not one guy that was mentioned today that I think was, like, I, I didn't agree with. I think all of these guys have such good potential to be phenomenal and win, win you guys your leagues. And I, I'm very, very excited. I mean, we're literally a week out from today for NFL football. Like, it, I'm That's su- crazy. Su- super excited. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is a phenomenal episode. I hope that you guys have a phenomenal rest of your night. Thank you so much. Go, Pat, go. I love you guys.